This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The best way to support the show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash Click the support our artist button, which takes you to Amazon. Just shop like you normally would, and Amazon will send us a little bit of money, which we will use to pay for gymnastics lessons so we can understand Skeeter more and hopefully find her. Flexibility is the key to finding a missing baby. She's not a baby anymore, though, is she? Um, maybe. Maybe she was mummified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that breaks my heart. The sun is up, the sky is clear, but all is lost when you aren't here. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Hello, this is Matt Manser. This is Eileen Mary O'Connell. And welcome to Skeeterial, the Muppet Babies episode podcast where we investigate the disappearance of Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Skeeter was a character on Muppet Babies, a show in the 80s and early 90s. And uh, it featured the, uh, the Muppets um, that we... New and loved from the Muppet Show and Muppet Movies, but as babies. Mm-hmm. But there was one Muppet on Muppet Babies who we never saw as an adult, and that, of course, was Skeeter. And so this uh, podcast is designed to uh, look for clues into her disappearance, because we are very concerned. We're worried. We don't know where she is, if she's okay. Is, is, she, is she even alive? I hope she's alive. We hope she's alive, but... Is she well? You know, we are, we are very concerned. We're concerned. So we're making it our quest to go through each episode and try to find clues as to what could have led to whatever happened to her. To do this, um, we have a guest on Skeeterial for each show. Today we have with us um, someone who um, uh, has a podcast, uh, 25 Minutes of Silence, uh, also a comedy writer. Uh, please uh, welcome uh, Joey Cliff. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, very excited to uh, get to the bottom of this Skeeter mystery. Thank you. Um, well, first of all, um, were you um, someone who watched a lot of Muppet Babies? Um, yeah, I, I'm very familiar with uh, the show Muppet Babies. I watched that a lot growing up. And um, yeah, I guess that like I never really stopped to think about like what happened to Skeeter since the show ended. But like now that you've proposited this question, like I'm very curious. I just don't know how anyone couldn't think about it. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like it's the Lindbergh baby of our time, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, we didn't think about it until just a couple of years ago. And since then, we've just become obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with, and heartbroken. Yeah, we were like, oh, my God, we didn't even realize. Wait, where is she? So uh, this is you've recorded a few episodes of the show at this point. Uh, catch me up. What are the what are the prevailing theories? It's hard. There's more, mostly a lot of uh, hunches. I'd say is the main hunches, thing, yeah. or just like suspects. Yeah, I with mean, uh, Scooter, Scooter Cedar's twin. I think is a suspect for mm-hmm. a lot of people, including I think me and Eileen. I I highly suspect Scooter. Um, there's also some issues with Nanny. We'll probably talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Nanny's the adult, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's yeah. the nanny. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. that is fair. 
That was I had an emotional yeah, you, moment. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, uh, you, you burst into tears because you know I, we all we that all miss, happens a lot. Of we the all show. miss we all miss Skeeter. We do. You know, yeah, that's why I'm here. Is I miss Skeeter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in this episode, we'll be discussing the. Uh, the Muppet Babies episode, Raiders of the Lost Muppet. It's the fourth episode. Yes. Uh, before we do that, uh, Joey, we understand you actually, you have you have a, a theory of your own about what happened to Skeeter. If you want to just sort of talk about that. Yeah, I actually, I have a, um, I have a background in investigative journalism, and I definitely... Oh, wow. um, oh my goodness. You know, I definitely, well, you know, I take, I take the disappearance of Skeeter very seriously, so I was like, oh, I should use my whole brain in this. So oh, yeah, I, whole uh, brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, um, you know, I... I sat down, I watched the tapes, I watched the episode multiple times, I consulted with a few of my like friends in forensics and stuff like that. Oh, wow. The, the theory that I've come to is that um, Fozzie is, Fozzie Bear, as we all know, he's a bear, he's in charge of a cannibalistic blood cult that Gonzo is the second in command of. And I think that there are a lot of moments that you could point to in this episode that um, definitely act as like evidence to that fact. And um, I think that uh, the reason that Skeeter was focused as a victim because it's just like a blood cult. And also Fozzie's Fozzie's a bear, which is, if you think about it, in the hierarchy of all of the characters in Muppet Babies, bears are the only like pure carnivorous creatures. Oh, wow. That's so true. like, yeah, like frog. I mean, I believe that like dogs, you know, dogs can eat, you know, grain food and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, but bears just require meat to survive. So like if you take that, if you think about it from that perspective of like Fozzie's a bear that requires meat, like who of the Muppet babies would be the easiest for him to pick off? You know, presumably, you know, he's got a feast, you know, once a year or whatever. Um, before hibernation. Yeah, yeah before yeah. hibernation. Um, and I th- really think that Skeeter would be the one to do it. Like, if you think about it, Scooter and Skeeter are twins. So I think that if Fozzie were to eat one of them, it would take longer for everybody to figure out that 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 one of the twins is missing because there's just two of them and they look very similar. Um, in addition to that, um, I think that um, Skeeter is established as the most intelligent member of the Muppet Babies when um, – I apologize. I don't have the exact time of the episode, my point. But, he has um, his notes out and they're full of teardrops. Yeah, so it's yeah, very um, hard to read yes. the ink. At uh, about 10 minutes in, um, she figured out that Rolf has a great sense of smell. And, um, you know, none of the other Muppet Babies quite figured that out over the course of the episode. So I think that you can prove that, like, if Fozzie's going to take somebody out, he's going to take out somebody that he views as expendable and also somebody that he views as the most intelligent that could figure out that if he took somebody out. And there are other moments in the episode that you could point out that look at like, that show intent. So um, if you well, look we at... Can maybe, uh... Oh, get okay, to sorry. that when we sorry, get to I just, the, sorry, the I, just get really, I just get really passionate whenever I talk about the missing Skeeter. Not, you have, I see that you have a magnifying glass out right now. Yeah. You're just ready to... To I mean, get a scoop. My living room is just filled with pictures and string. Wow. Wow. And uh, Joey, I mean, uh, listeners, you can't see this, but Joey does have a magnifying glass and mm-hmm. a, a trench coat. A trench coat and just um, an old-fashioned pipe. And I believe he has a violin in his knapsack. Oh, yep, 100%. That uh, helps me investigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have well, to play music sometimes to... Uh, to relax yeah, yeah. after all this stressful investigation. This yeah, it's like, you stressful. know, like Sherlock Holmes did pacing. He, like, paced around a lot. I play violin. It's just like, uh, yeah, the the violin player in Dave Matthews' band is also a private detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess uh, we should begin uh, summarizing uh, Raiders of the Lost Muppet. Mm-hmm. The babies are in the middle of playing hide-and-seek. 
Fozzie finishes counting to 100, which it's a big number for a baby to be able to count to. Yeah. And goes looking for the other babies. All the babies run past Fozzie to home base, which is the staircase, the little staircase leading to the door, and declare Ali Ali Oxen free, making Fozzie the loser of the game. Every baby, that is, except Animal, who is nowhere to be seen. Now, this is surprising because in this podcast about a disappearance, we're talking about a different baby that disappeared in this episode. Yes. And I feel like, I think that of all of the Muppet babies, Animal is the only one that knows Fozzie and Gonzo's plot. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely think that he disappeared because he was like, oh, I know something's going down, so I'm going to, like, get out of here. Um, and I, I think that, like, if you think about Animal as a character, he's, like, a very, he's a very clever character. So it makes sense to me for him to, like, be able to tell that, like, danger is afoot and to try to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Fozzie counts to 100. So that does sort of, that's it is impressive for a baby, as Eileen mentioned. Thank you. So that does sort of lend to him being smarter than you think. But then also, he has trouble locating these other Muppet babies hiding, which... Leads you to think he's also not very smart. So, kind of varying levels of intelligence just within Fozzie himself. It's true. It's a, but, it's a small nursery with limited hiding spaces. Well, and like with any serial killer, there's like a level of like there's like a level of complexity that goes into his you know internal psyche. You know. Ah, interesting. Fun. So they can't find Animal, and uh, Skeeter has an idea uh, from the beginning. Uh, proposes that they lure him out in the open. Uh, Scooter asks what they should use as bait. Uh, the baby said, trap using Gonzo's emergency cupcakes uh, under a propped-up box. Uh, but Fozzie gets to them first. Then Rolf notices the door of the nursery is open, and the babies realize that Animal has gotten out. Um, to go back to that cupcake thing, I think an important thing to note is that Fozzie is so hungry as a... Ca- He's so hungry, like, you know, that just to establish that he... You know, he doesn't eat often, that he can physically see smell lines, and he's he's the one Muppet baby that would fall for a food-based trap. Mm-hmm. That so, is true. That is, yeah. And we do see, when the, the cupcakes are set in the trap, yes, yeah, the smell smell lines are visible to Fozzie. He can, yeah. from, coming from the cupcakes, which is, I don't know, is that like a... Is that like a superpower in a way? I mean, or? I think it could be read a couple of ways. I think it could be read as just his level of hunger is so great or like, you know, following the thread of him, you know, being a serial killer, it could be just like a psychotic hallucination. So it's like the smell lines, he doesn't, he doesn't really see them. He just thinks that he sees them. And also uh, you mentioned Skeeter was the one that came up with the idea for that trap. So Skeeter, I think very aware that all this is happening. So she, she, you think she knows that Fozzie is up to something, up to something, or has the capability to, do something horrible i mean i think that i don't think that necessarily she knows i think that she's just the most prepared to figure it out like of all the muppet babies i feel like you know she's the only she like if you think about it, she's sort of the brains of the operation so like she doesn't know Fozzie's doing like a pretty good idea of like hiding it at this point but Fozzie definitely knows oh like she's gonna it's like she's gonna figure me out so i gotta take her out oh, wow. interesting but then she Maybe we'll discuss this later, but if this is the case and she wasn't able to figure out Fozzie in time. Yeah, uh, just to go on uh, Fozzie's intent a little bit more. If you um, go to uh, 331 in the episode, there's a point where they're all stacked adorably on the doorway. They're like trying to, I think they're like trying to figure out where Animal is. Mm -hmm. And um, the order is 
Skeeter and then Fozzie directly above her, which I definitely think is a sign of like showing aggressive intent. Mm-hmm. Like, Interesting. I, yeah, it's like, also a symbolism because he is at the top of the food chain, yeah. as you m- mentioned earlier. Yeah, and like Gonzo is, yeah, he's the top of the food chain above her, and then also Gonzo is the top of the stack above him. So that leads me to believe that there is some like conspiratory elements in this. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And, and you know, when you talk about Fozzie being a bear and kind of really a, bears in general are, you said they're carnivorous. They're, bears are like a blood cult just yeah. already. By nature. By nature, yeah. And you wouldn't think you, you know, maybe a, a bear raised with these other animals would lose that instinct, but... But maybe that's not the case. But I, I think that that's like, if you look at, like, uh, historically in the animal kingdom, it's like a tiger can, um, it's why, like, you're not supposed to own, like, you know, exotic animals. If you own a lion and it's, like, your buddy for 10 years, it could just, like, flip out, like, if it's hungry at some point. Um, so, like, I think that this is kind of what happened with that is, like, this is why Fozzie started the blood cult is his, like, animalistic instinct took over. Getting away from the jokes and back to the bear roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you know, you. Was, uh, she, was, she just burst into tears. I did. That was, it that took happens. me to a horrible visualization of just yeah, Fozzie, I mean, Fozzie just ripping apart. I mean, you can, you can teach a bear to joke, but you can't teach it to not kill. It's true. It's true. These are all plausible things. Uh, yes. Um, these, are all, these are all things that were a uh, good use of time for all of us to it analyze. Is, we're... We're doing God's work right now. Sorry to bring religion into this. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I do pray every day that this that mystery Skeeter, can that be Skeeter solved. Comes back. Skeeter comes back. <laughs> yes. Um, just to sort of finish that that scene, we kind of talked about this already, but um, yeah, Rolf and Norris, the nursery door open. The babies know the animal's gotten out. Uh, they want to find him, but Skeeter points out they're not allowed to leave the nursery. Um, then I'll just continue on with this next little part because we talked well, about I, this already. I think that uh, Skeeter not wanting to leave the nursery because she knows that they're safe in the nursery. And she's, she, a, yeah. she's a rule follower. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's also, she's a rule follower. But I think it's like, it's not necessarily that. It's like, I feel like Fozzie is definitely lure, trying to lure them out. And Skeeter is trying to protect the group. Like, regardless of her knowing that Fozzie, she knows that something's up, but she doesn't necessarily know yeah. that Fozzie is the head of it. Do you think Fozzie has just sort of been... Is like the whole like bad joke thing with Fozzie. Is he just like kind of just plain dumb, like luring them oh, into thinking he's the fool? Ooh. Oh, absolutely. I have multiple examples coming up that okay, uh, point we'll get to, to that, that later. That, that definitely plays into my thesis. Okay, moving on. Uh, they sneak out of the nursery, uh, and as was mentioned, they're all at first they're all on top of each other looking out this door. It was very adorable. And yeah. um, this is uh, the first time we've seen uh, any part of the rest of of the house. Uh, Gonzo looks in a vent. And imagines a Vegas showgirl inside said vent. Uh, then Gonzo immediately, immediately leaves. The babies look around the corner and see that Nanny is watching TV. So we are. So Nanny, I believe, hears a noise, hears them escaping. Says, "What's that?" And then, like, "Oh, it was probably nothing." Does not check this out at all. No, she's just sitting there watching her shows. We've seen this in the previous episodes of Nanny. Not being a very good nanny. A little negligent. Yeah, I think that she's just a very negligent caregiver. And that's like, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like that necessarily led to Skeeter's disappearance, but it certainly didn't help. Yeah. I mean, she's someone, I mean, there are times when she hears a ruckus in the nursery and she comes rushing in, 
but would she do that in every occasion? Like, if she heard um, Fozzie murdering Skeeter, would she rush in to intervene? If it's happening while one of her shows are on, probably not. Do you think that she has a drinking problem? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, you know, all signs point to that. Mm-hmm. I think those those are very thick green and white stockings. You can easily hide a flask in them. Yeah, that's fair. Although, I mean, do we ever see a, a bulge in the stockings? I don't remember one, but I could be mistaken. Uh, but she, she just has very large calves, like larger than the normal nanny would have, like a normal nanny. So you think, she, do you think they're like false calves that she's got I'm alcohol saying, hiding in? I'm just, I've seen a lot of nanny calves in my day, mm. and it raises suspicion. But she's definitely wearing layers in a way that's suspicious. Mm-hmm. And like... I'm I'm not uh you know I I'm not up on my 80s technology as much as I could be but you know there are things that exist now they're like uh they're like those beer flasks that double as like beer bellies mm-hmm. um I think that it could I could definitely see it being a situation like that where there's sort of like a calf implant Nanny that, seems like the type who would love who would actually use a gag gift Yeah like she I goes agree with she that. goes to white elephant parties and it does not throw away the gift uses it to hide her alcoholism Yeah I think that that's I think that's definitely what happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the baby split up. Gonzo leads Rolf, Scooter, and Skeeter, taking charge like a commander. He has a helmet all of a sudden. Uh, he calls them men, which I wrote down is a little offensive because Skeeter is not a man. What is Skeeter? She's a female. Is she a human? No. No. Um, I think. I mean, another mystery we don't know is what. Uh, sort of species is Skeeter and Scooter. They seem to be bird-like in many ways. Bird-like, but they have yarn for hair. Thick yarn. Poor eyesight. Um, Another reason that she'd be a great victim is just like bad eyesight, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, most serial killer victims uh, wear glasses. It's true. Joe, do you have any theories on what Skeeter and Scooter are? Um, Okay, so uh, my thoughts on that are it it took me a little while into the episode to really loop... um, Ski, to, to loop Gonzo into this. Um, I originally thought that he was sort of a patsy, but I thought that it was interesting that he was taking charge in such an aggressive manner. And I think that uh, what he was doing, because the, they split up where um, Fozzie goes with one team and Gonzo and Scooter and Skeeter go with another team. Mm. Um, so uh, I definitely think that Gonzo did that as a means to make sure that Scooter and Skeeter, or specifically Skeeter, were safe. Uh, so that they could be used for, you know, Fozzie's nefarious blood cult purposes later on. Ah. Ah. You know, it's uh, sort of like, uh, it's like they view them as cattle, I think. So maybe wow. maybe they're some sort of cow? Some sort of... That's, yeah, that's, oh. maybe, I mean, I don't know. Like they, don't, they don't look like, like, like cattle, but... It's possible. It's, it's possible. I would, not, you know, I would not rule it out. No. So Skeeter and Scooter... Could be cows. They could be cows. Yeah. Bears love beef. If yeah. you're uh, if you're Skeeter, let us know what you are. Also, yeah. let us know if you're safe. <laughs> let please let us know. We I wait every day for you to respond. Okay. We're all waiting. We're all waiting. Okay. Gonzo tells the three of them, "May the force be with you," which is not the not the theme of the episode. It's a bit of a, a non sequitur. Non sequitur. I mean, it's an Indiana Jones-themed uh, episode, uh, so, you know, I guess LucasArts would be a greater, you know, overarching thing. 
perhaps. Uh, meanwhile, Kermit, Fozzie, and Piggy look in the basement and imagine themselves in the Temple of Doom. Hey, here's where things get interesting for me. Um, Fozzie... Uh, it was not interesting before. It was, yeah, was it just well, not? I guess that this is this is around when my uh, when I guess my theory kind of reached full fruition. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is when you, you were playing the violin and you just had to stop. And... Yeah, this was a moment where I had to like I definitely had to be like I figured it out. Like this is the moment where I had like two separate uh, I guess like mosaics on my wall of different Muppet Babies characters and theories, and this is the moment where one. Skeeter colored piece of string connected one picture to another picture. So note at 5.15 into the episode, Fozzie refuses to go into the basement and his reasoning is there are monsters. Now we all know that monsters, you know, monsters in, in our full understanding of them do not exist. So why would he want to prevent them from going into the basement? Ooh. I think that originally I was thinking that's where he kept his victims or where he performed his rituals. And when we get into the basement... We see just multiple uh, people wearing loincloths that uh, they definitely seem like kind of a cult-like group. They have weapons. It's just a very terrifying time. Um, And something to uh, note about that is that Fozzie is okay with going first into the basement. So to him, he's like, one, I don't want my Muppet Baby friends to figure out that I've got this crazy cult down here. Mm -hmm. Two, if we're going to go down here... They won't attack me. Because um, right. perhaps he is the monster. Yeah. Um, so you think um, he's going first into this basement so he can be like the effect of, hey, hey, we're going in the basement, like sort of announcing to the, these people who are yeah. actually in his cult, like, hey, they're like, act like I'm going to act like I'm f- afraid. Yeah. And they're like, we'll attack you, but we won't do it in a way to actually hurt you. Oh, Lord, oh, Dark Lord Fozzie. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of winking going on, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, another thing to note is uh, f- uh, I think Kermit asks the question, who are these guys, referring to these cult members. Miss Piggy answers. Fozzie does not answer. <gasps> oh. Nah. Oh, I'm trembling. That's, he knows something. Uh, interesting. He's hiding it. He's hiding. Okay, so they're in the Temple of Doom. Uh, feature you mentioned it features these human looking scary guard people yeah very very human looking it was a little jarring to see normal looking people amongst these muppets that was very jarring yeah because i mean we i assume nanny's a human but we never see her face and it's also it's weird i haven't quite figured out like these these adult very very muscular and well-built humans. They were very well-built. Are taking orders from a baby bear. That I haven't really pieced together yet, but I'm sure that you know it all lines up. I mean, he's still a bear, though. Yeah, and as we've known, bears are carnivorous. They're frightening, even as a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I would if a baby bear tried to lead me. You would follow orders. I would follow orders. Yeah, if a baby bear was. Yeah, just like talking to me and giving me commands. Absolutely. I, I would, mean, really, if any animal started talking to me, I would just do what they said. I don't know about any animal. Like, What uh, animal wouldn't you obey? Um, I would not... Um, <laughs> That's emotional. I would not obey uh, a hamster. Huh. A baby hamster. I, I think it would An adult hamster, yes, but a baby hamster... 
Um, I just I just wouldn't take it seriously. It just would be too adorable. I feel like I wouldn't listen to a parrot or a, 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 anything that we traditionally know has the ability of speech. I would not listen to. But if a baby hamster told me to like quit my job, I'd quit my job. Mm-hmm. Is that just because you're looking for an excuse to quit your job? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say the investigative reporting field is very stressful. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, man, uh, you see, uh, you see, mysteries like the Skeeter thing every day. Like, you know, today it's Skeeter. Tomorrow it's, uh, you know, why is uh, why is baby Phil on uh, Rugrats? Where'd he come from? Phil, uh, a sibling of Lil, another twin on Rugrats. Ah, well, I don't I don't know Rugrats. I only uh, watch Muppet Babies. <laughs> You're I mean, just a one-baby show guy. Yes. That's good. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting emotional. We're all yeah, very yeah. emotional. I mean, just, I mean, we're all... I can't... Uh, 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 this is a good time to mention our sponsor. It's our sponsor, Puffs uh, Facial Tissue. Puffs for when you need to wipe tears from off your, of your face. Off your face. Puffs. I'm going to be needing those after this episode. We got a lot. A lot. So we have the accurate-looking human guards. Uh, Suddenly, Kermit appears as Indiana Frog coming in for the rescue. The three of the babies try to escape in a minecart, Temple of Doom style, which mashes... It looks very fun. Very fun. They mash it with clips from the actual movie, not Raiders of the Lost Ark, by the way, which, again, misleading title. Yeah, the title of the episode is... Raiders Raiders of the Lost Muppet. Muppet. And so... Eileen's inconsolable. (laughs) I can't. Um, I'm fine. Yeah, uh, in the uh, the minecart race, um, there's a point where the uh, the adults, the the mask wearing adults, fall out of their minecart and fall into the Muppet Baby's minecart. Yeah, and they don't attack. My reason, my thought for that is once again because Fozzie is their leader. Right? Why would they attack their leader? It's true. It wouldn't make sense. They wouldn't have a leader anymore. So they reach a dead end and yell for help. To make things worse, Fozzie opens a sewer and starts flooding the inside of the cave. Miss Piggy uses her imagination to get themselves out. They imagine themselves in a vast desert uh, seeing, and I couldn't find a better term for this, crawl steps, like the the prince in the sand that animal would make because he can only crawl, just leading the trail. crawl prince. Thank you. Crawl prince. Yeah. But yeah, we we mentioned that Fozzie made the situation worse by... Mm -hmm. Opening up the sewer, flooding it with water. He made it look like he was doing it on accident. I yeah. I fell for that until until Joey presented his theory yeah, a little I while really, ago. I really think he was playing dumb. I really think that he was. I think that that's a move that you make when you want everybody around you to make your th- make you think that you're stupid. But really, you're like five chess moves ahead. Like they got out of it okay, but like that's something that. It wouldn't have really caused them any more. It wouldn't have put them in any more danger than the ceiling, because it's like you're going to get crushed to death, you know, regardless. Um, so, like filling the room with water, that's just a move that, like, it could make uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit just think, "Ah, oh, this guy's an idiot," which just further kind of masks his evil plot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Continuing on um, uh, after that, we go back to Gonzo, Ralph, Skeeter, and Scooter. And they split up further. Gonzo goes. On his own to check in the garage, uh, and Ralph Skeeter and Scooter are checking out uh, the hallways. And Skeeter suggests that they try using Ralph's sense of smell to find animal. Uh, but Ralph smells. Very he, smart. Skeeter, he can the, only, the only person that came up with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Ralph only is able to smell uh, the carpet cleaner on the carpet because cannot pick up Ralph's scent. No. Or, or, an, or Skeeter's scent. Skeeters. Or animals, yes. Any of them. Very confusing. I think it's really interesting that Skeeter reminds us that, that Ralph is a dog and that he's bound by the biological things that dogs can do, which further goes back to your theory that Fozzie's a bear. Yeah. Got to do what bears do, which is have blood murders and kill innocent cow twins Mm -hmm. with yard hair and glasses and a little little tub tub exposed with a little itty itty belly button i mean i'm not a mathematician but it all adds up it 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 all adds up um i guess and this also explains why why ralph has never in the in the years since ralph has never tried to track down skeeter his sense of smell is not that great for a dog. I don't know for whatever reason he does not have. He's got the instinct for you know tracking ability of a dog, but he's just not as good at it. He can only pick up sort of the direct scent of whatever's mm-hmm. in front of him, whether it's a carpet cleaner. It's only limited by cleaning supplies. Well, yeah, it is interesting to note that um, Fozzie is a bear, and his sense of smell is stronger than Ralph, a dog, as we see in the cupcake scene earlier. You know. Fozzie can smell it from several rooms away, whereas Ralph is distracted by just really just the easiest ruse of carpet cleaner. It's true. He probably didn't even see smell lines. Yeah. Do you think Fozzie cleaned the carpet beforehand to try to mask any scent? Matt Manser, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Hmm. Everybody in this room is just, we're just, we're just right. so sad. It all keeps adding up. You're it's right. So many <sighs> tissues. Um... Uh, another moment that um, really points out to how uh, observant Skeeter is, which I would could also I, – I mean, thinking about it now that we're really digging into the facts and analyzing it, I wonder if this was sort of a scouting mission also on Gonzo's behalf to kind of pick out which one would be the best to take out. Oh. Because, you know, like it, it would be very obvious to I think all of the Muppet Babies if like Fozzie is just like spending a whole lot of time um, like – analyzing what you know skeeter is up to or whatever whereas uh you know if like gonzo's also doing it then it kind of uh, it makes it less suspicious for like any one move so um th- there's a point in it when um skeeter and you know the, the 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 gang for lack of a better term walk past the spotted plant skeeter instantly knew that it was a jungle and a great place to hide so um, that Ooh. tells me that she's aware. She's, once again, very spatially aware and a very safe person and very aware of, like, where to go in times of danger. And also she just knows that potted plant's a jungle, you know? It's true. Um, yeah, let me just uh, Let's get quickly to that. recap that part. Yeah. Um, uh, Skeeter sees a houseplant, imagines them in a lush jungle. Uh, she swings on a vine. Rolf follows suit. Scooter does, too. He gets attacked by a snake, though, but then he escapes. Uh, they run into Gonzo there. Um, they worry they'll never run into Animal, especially since he doesn't even know they're out there. So Skeeter starts banging on a log like it's a drum, and they play uh, jungle instruments and it's sing a, a song called very, Best Friends. Very fun song. Very fun song. Really good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a quality song, and it, it brought a lot of jungle creatures out from the jungle to enjoy this music, too. Yeah, they're all unified as, as one. And, um, so, Sco- so Skeeter has... I mean, she started this song. She has this ability to, with well, some, with some help, I guess. But she can summon jungle creatures. Well, she's she's such uh, she's such a genius that she can create multiple drum like tones by just hitting the same log with a stick. Yeah, incredible. 
I mean, usually when somebody's a genius, they're you're very rarely when you're a, a genius only a, a genius. You're usually also very athletically proficient. You're usually very cunning. It's just sort mm-hmm. of like a. You know, when you get the right genes, you're just, you know, uh, you're just in a good spot. And very clearly, Skeeter got the right genes. Scooter, you know, the the jury's out a little bit. Um, it's sort of like the uh, movie Twins. Yeah. Skeeter is the Arnold and Scooter is the Danny DeVito. Yep. Uh, 100% the, uh, the documentary Twins. It's very, very good to bring up. That was just a couple more segments to get to. Yeah, we're almost, we're, we're almost, I don't want to say, a home stretch. Ba- back to Fozzie, Kermit and Piggy imagining themselves in an Egyptian pyramid. The um, I wasn't sure if Gonzo was uh, a part of it until I saw his face on the pyramid and a mummy within the pyramid. Who yeah. killed that mummy? It's, it's a very good point. Maybe it was Gonzo. Maybe that was one of uh, Fozzie and Gonzo's previous victims. It might be. They're exploring the pyramid. Fozzie is scared. He may or may not be honest about his fears. Now yeah. that's suspicious. Uh, they run into some hieroglyphics, as we just mentioned. Uh, Piggy explains the hieroglyphics, which she pronounces them as hieroglyphics. Very comical. Yes. <laughs> I chuckled. I chuckled through my tears. Uh, they see a sarcophagus and want to open it, but Indiana Frog, who is, again, Kermit, is reluctant because usually in these kind of movies, mummies come to life. They open the tomb, and a mummy who looks and sounds just like animal comes alive. They scream and run away. And I, I really feel like that mummy is one of their previous victims. I mean, who else could it be? But it does look like animal. It, do, it looks and sounds like animal. But it's, uh, I mean, you know, not to not to spoil anything, but, you know, we we learn the fate of animal and, you know, animals, animals still alive. Yeah, uh, spoiler, this, this, this particular episode, unlike the mystery of Skeeter, has a happy ending. The, yes. Not that the mystery of Skeeter doesn't have a happy ending. It just doesn't have an ending No yet. ending yet. Yeah. Yeah, suddenly... Uh, we're in the hallway with Gonzo, Ralph, Skeeter, and Scooter. Skeeter says that it's only a few minutes until lunchtime, so they have to find Animal by then. Uh, Gonzo suggests that maybe they fell into the laundry chute. Uh, he sticks his head into the laundry chute and and sees a pig and asking, Animal, is that you? Nah, Animal never keeps himself that clean. It's a burn. Yeah, it's a burn on Animal. Uh, now, Gonzo, however, gets stuck in the chute. And Skeeter says to give him a hand. Uh, Skeeter leads the attempt in getting Gonzo out of the chute, but they all wind up falling down in it. This causes the four of them to come crashing into the pyramid uh, with Fozzie, Kermit, and Piggy. The gang is reunited. There's a point at 15.06 that I think is uh, really good to note. Um, You'll notice, and um, I think that this is of supreme importance because the camera focuses so heavily on it, there's a point where Fozzie... When they're in the pile, squeezes Gonzo's nose, and I think to me that is that's a sign of not today. That's a sign of this is a bad Ooh. time to do this. Oh, maybe it's later. code. Yeah, I think it's code. Whilst a signal. Yeah, why else would they focus on that? Why else would he purposely squeeze Gonzo's nose? There'd be no other reason to squeeze. Yeah. It's the only reason. Yeah, it's some kind of signal. When I squeeze someone else's nose, I am giving them a signal. Yeah, it's usually you know if I squeeze like my roommate's nose. It so means, hey, rent, do the dishes. Do dishes. Yeah, yeah, rents do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 all, we all have our codes. Yeah, every, just, yeah. every no squeeze has a reason. Yeah. So the babies are <laughs> reunited except for Animal, and they start, they're very sad now that they couldn't not find Animal. It's very sad. Um, 
there's a, a line at uh, 1549 in that um, I thought was uh, particularly, um, I think it really like uh, gives us a good peek into, I guess, Fozzie's twisted psyche. He worries that if they don't find Animal by lunchtime, they'll get in trouble. And he th- his mind instantly jumps to, I might get dipped into a jar covered with centipedes and then have toothpaste fill my brain. It's very specific. It's a very specific torture that I think only can come from the tortured mind of the leader of a blood cult. Um, I, no, I, have no, I have no arguments against that. I was skeptical of your theory at first, but... It, I'm becoming as, more and more convinced. Like yes. only, a, only a truly twisted individual would come up with that specific of a torture. Uh, I don't doubt that. Oh. Uh, they decide to face the music and finally tell Nanny what happened. Nanny's still watching TV. When the babies approach her, she realizes that it's almost lunch. They must be starving. Uh, they say that they're not hungry. And as they're confessing, Animal pops into view from her lap. He had, be- he had been sitting with her watching TV the whole time. He immediately wants to play more hide-and-seek and crawls away in lightning speed as the babies chase him. And that's how the episode ends. Um, again, uh, more negligent nanny, I would Very say. Very negligent. Uh she was unaware that it was their lunchtime, which um, a nanny should be on top of that, I think. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's good to note that nanny nanny does not show up again uh, in the future Muppets series. We can only assume it's because she lost her job. <laughs> um, yeah. We still don't know. Was her negligence somehow related to Skeeter's disappearance? Maybe Potentially. They, maybe they disappeared together. <sighs> They could have both be somewhere, maybe in a dungeon in Fozzie's secret lair. I assume he has a secret lair. Oh, it's it's the basement. That's why he was <laughs> right. That's why he was so. Uh, that's why he was so. There's, has, has, there's he was monsters. Like, there's monsters down there. Oh, don't go there. And the monster is when he looks at himself in the mirror. Yeah, turns out he was the monster. Wow. We've definitely we've learned a lot. We learned a lot. Um, I mean, this is a uh, Joey. I. Do believe this is a very a very good theory? I don't think, but I don't think it's necessarily the answer. It's, but it could be. It could be. It's definitely going on the board. Yeah, we, we have, have a board. board. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100 sold on this theory, but I'm just saying there are a lot of smoking guns. Yeah. Yep. If there's a smoking gun, that means there's a, a, a murderous bear. A murderous bear with a gun, a metaphorical gun. In metaphorical this case. gun. In this case, it's. The gun is his bare instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His lust for murder. Mm-hmm. Waka waka. Waka waka, indeed. Uh, Joey, thank you very much for being here. Thank uh, you we for appreciate being here. it. Any- where, yeah, uh, where can our, our millions of viewers? Watch, find you on listeners. Listeners, um, yeah, uh, you can uh, listen to my podcast, Twenty Five Minutes of Silence, on Boardwalk Audio. It's a podcast where guests deny sit in silence for twenty five minutes. Um, I guarantee every episode is spent analyzing um, the uh, potential uh, mystery of Skeeter. Uh, it's kind of my time that I allow to uh, think about that. Um, twenty five minutes well spent. And then um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at JoeyTainment. Um, you can uh, see a lot of my musings on, um, you know, just Skeeter fan theories and, you know, uh, other sort of mm-hmm. Skeeter mm-hmm. conspiracies. I try not to go too crazy because, you know, there, there are whack jobs in the Skeeter, you know, disappearance world. Yeah, oh, we yeah. all we know. Yeah, and, like, you got to... You, you gotta, uh, 
you, you know, I'm not going to be like a flat earther in the Skeeter world. You know, there's some people that think like Miss Piggy did it. And that's like, you know, like, that's crazy. Why would she do it? She's a pig. Well, I mean, we'll be looking. Who, who knows? There might be clues that lead us that way. We don't mm-hmm. know. Joey Cliff, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You can follow Skaterial on pretty much any social media that's ever existed. Ever. Ever. Particularly Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know if you have any fan theories. We'd love to hear them. Follow us on LinkedIn. Follow us on LinkedIn. Please endorse us as the world's greatest investigators. And Skeeter, if you're out there, reach out. Yeah. Reach out, please. Skeeter, if you're out there, I, I love you and I miss you and I haven't even met you yet. Yes, uh, so until next time, we go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. Go bye bye. Where did you go? Why aren't you here? Everything changed when you disappeared. By the way, the song is about the Muppet Babies. Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.